0: Welcome to Not Just Talk Radio, a modern-day movement offering a platform where real talk and new perspectives are transformed into action and evidence. Your host is LaTanya Jr., along with co-hosts Tina Nguyen and Tony Brown. LaTanya is known for her unconventional brilliance and humanitarian scope of interest. They're ready to share both wit and wisdom. Now, here is LaTanya, Tina, and Tony.
1: Welcome, welcome. We're here another week,
2: not just talk radio. Tina, Good morning. are you out there with me? I yeah. am, I. We're here. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Hello, all. <laughs> it is a
1: happy Wednesday. I love Wednesdays. When, when uh, Voice America said, we would love to offer you a radio show, I said, Wednesdays are the best days because it's that hump day. Hump day. And it's where you calibrate all your energy for the rest of the week. And of course... With that week, I know I'm sounding a little muffled, so just let me tell you guys, I'm in the middle of nowhere in Alabama in a hotel, and, and so I'm on my cell phone calling in because that's how important this is, and so I apologize that it's not as clear as it normally is, but I'm not in the studio um, like I with my original mic sitting right in front of me, but I'm here. All of me are still really, really here. Uh, I guess we'll jump right in. What, what do we have? I know we we're going to talk about news. a matter of fact, I think I'll start because we've got an extraordinary guest, Tracy Mack, and she's going to give us some modern-day insight. I like her business swag. I like her thinking swag. There's no doubt she is an expert in her field, and not only an expert in her field. In, in my mind, I think she's like, and, I, and she sort of blushes when I say this, She's like a little Oprah and a little Maya and a little Elijah. She's <laughs> all of these wonderful things. You know, every generation we have to grow and we have to have these people are part of our society to help to keep us aligned. And so she's a, a life um, solutionist. Um, she's a behavioral expert. Um, there's so many dynamic dimensions to her, um, and I think that's what makes her even even more special. Tracy knew when she built her brand and followed her passion. That it had more than one vein. So, we're going to, Tracy's going to join us at the table. But because we're going to talk about um, keeping yourself healthy from the shoulders up, I want to talk about a couple of things that's in the news. And then maybe Tracy will dive on in and chat with us and all that good stuff. But, Tina and Tony, you know what I thought was very interesting? Um, I was reading an article about dances with the st- Dancing with the Stars, and that's a wonderful show here in America. Um, everybody's very excited. It has very, very, very high ratings. And it has it because people are just so happy, and, and it's, it feels like a perfect job. And I was very sad to hear um, that one of the main coaches, I think her name is Anne, had been suffering from not just depression, uh, but Several other levels of, um, I don't want to, I don't, I, Tracy's going to help us figure out is it mental health or mental disorder, but I'm going to call it mental health for now because that makes sense to me and I may be, uh, I may learn a few things in, in a few minutes. Um, but she said she had been hallucinating and, and all of this and to see how people are able to be on television every week, so enthused. We've seen her jump out of her seat and cry and get excited about These performances, and to think that she was masking this mental health challenge. Um, She, her husband and her dad died, and and then she, in turn, um, her relationship fell apart after she moved. And and I'm just thinking, if she's doing that, just think about it. Perfect job. This is her her purpose. She's been a dancer for years. She's on a number one dance show in America and one of the top shows overall. But then she's she's literally in such pain and did anybody know it around her? I mean, you guys got any ideas about that?
2: I I think people do that every day. I think people get up every day and go to work and mask their pain and try to get through the day. Um, Unfortunately, I don't think it's um, an isolated situation. Um, I think it's, you know, I think it happens all the time and and we don't notice. I think we work with people and we socialize with people who may be depressed and um, have some idea, maybe don't have an idea that it's depression. I mean, I think that's one thing I find fascinating is so many things come under the title of depression. You know, is it somebody who's sad? Is it somebody who can't get up and out of bed in the morning? And, you know, that might be something that the expert can talk to us a little bit more about what exactly falls under uh, the category of depression?
3: You know, it, it right. I no, think Yeah. I, I was gonna okay, say go it, you I'm know, we, we know functioning we know functioning drug addicts, we know functioning alcoholics, and we really don't know the gist of the pain that they go through until something happens. There was um you you mentioned something in the news and um, Giselle Bush I uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying her name correctly. Right, the model, she, yeah. she, the superstar model who's yeah, married right. to the superstar Giselle, quarterback. Giselle, gorgeous
1: model, yeah.
3: You know, um, mm-hmm. um, Tom Brady. She talked with Robin Roberts on Good Morning America about her depression, and she's got it all. She's gorgeous. She's got the great guy. They have lots of money. They have beautiful children, but there's still this level of depression. Um, We heard the other day, um, Kanye West, he talked about how he has gotten off of his meds that, you know, for his depression, because it's not making him feel well. So there are people that we think are wonderful, but then we have to look at just our next door neighbor, our friends, our family, and say, they're probably, who knows what they're going through. And I would love for Tracy to address you know, this type of thing. And, you know, is, is there, are there signs things that we should be looking for and, and, you know, how do we help the situation if at all?
1: Well, we're going to do a special series here and not just talk, and we're going to have several different weeks on this subject because the subject is so huge. I don't know. In my personal space, um, I, I, I have some friends, and I am just so close to them. I can feel that offness. I can, you can call someone and say, that doesn't make sense, that question that you're asking. And, and you know, I've had friends, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan. If, if you don't know, you know now. If I could go to therapy every day of my life, I would because it just feels so good. <laughs> I don't know. I have no shame to my game. I Feel mental health when it feels really good. I also have trained myself since I have gone to therapy when uh, um, mm-hmm. life is really huge or there's a, a huge conversation that I need to explore and I just don't have the tools how to approach it. But it's so interesting because that's when my therapist says that's because you're so mentally healthy uh, because you are doing those things. Fortunately, I've never had to go on any kind of depression medicine because I keep myself so mentally healthy through the process. Um, so far in my life, I haven't had to do that, and that's that's really interesting because I'm I'm wondering, I, you know, people always say, you know, you get that funny kind of uncle. Your cousins are really strange, and they laugh about it. Oh, my my sister's crazy. Don't worry about a thing. I never think it's funny. It's like if my sister really is crazy, which. Toya, sorry, no, I'm just kidding. She's <laughs> uh, Humor is funny, but at the same token, she works in a law enforcement and she's had her health challenges. And so we talk often. And so that's some of the things I'm thinking about. You know, all these people that, as you guys said, have all this wealth and this success. Um, what I love for listeners to understand is that think about it. They have the money for these, the best resources, and they still have challenges. And when you look at yourself in the mirror, you know how hard you have to work. And you're going to know, you know, and it's hard. I understand it's hard to get your head around it when you're in that space. But then if you know your friends that are a little different and your relatives and your sisters, you think it's never easy. It's just so not easy, um, especially when you have to go to insurance and they, the insurance and they tell you you can only get 12 visits or six visits. Or they just want to write you the same prescription they gave the other 7,000 people So. Those are my, I mean, those are my thoughts when we talk to think about these celebrities that are having challenges um, and CEOs. In, our, our, in America here, our, um, our suicide rate is so high. I think we're one of the highest suicide rates in, on the entire planet when we're supposed to be the freest country. So something's disconnected. And I guess well, I, um, you guys have anything to say?
3: Yeah, I think, I think or, we do ourselves a service by... Um... Looking at uh, medication versus maybe meditation, and really examining our our own inner self, and trying to really tune into what makes us feel this way, and the best approach to make us feel better. And would that be through prayer? Would that be through meditation? You know, just really find a quiet spot to just release, you know, um, or is it about going and laying on a couch and, conf- you know, Girl, just pouring you out your soul? That's all so television. There's all- <laughs> well, you know, it's, 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 you know, or do you just have that, per- that, that, that amazing person in your life? who you have that shoulder to help you, you know, when you feel like, you know, you're on that ledge and to talk you down. Yeah, I think
1: my, yeah. My experience, first, they do try to get you. That's the first spot. The first thing is let's talk to them and see where they are. And then if they, you know, you know, and then if they're so chemically imbalanced and there's other challenges, then they say, Hey, here's the medicine. That's a responsible. The, the I can't speak for everyone at all. I just know that had been my experience, but I was like, okay, do you have something that can just keep me at a really cool level? So I don't work myself to death. I don't know how to turn myself off. And I go, yeah, you're going to sit down and shut your mouth and sleep longer. We're not giving you anything. And I was like, Oh, okay. Is that all it takes? <laughs> but I'm sound now for de- Today I'm sound. Who knows by Saturday, I may have to call somebody, but today I'm very <laughs> sound. But that being well, said, it does. Um, I want to go ahead and get to our guest. Um, and I have to tell you, you know, she was a part of our first show where she called in and shared this, this slice of swag and uh, the producer of the show called me and said, who is that person? And I was like, if you didn't know, you know now. That's Miss Tracy up. Mack. That's the one. And, and she has an extraordinary bio and I can just go through this whole line, but I don't want, the, I don't want to blunder some of it. But here's, Here's just an idea um, of, of the, 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 the embodiment of her work, and that is, uh, and I hope I get this right, but you'll be able to find her on our website, and, and I'm sure she'll share her website with you also. Um, she's a world traveler. She is a real professional. She is a ordained elder teacher. Uh, she is a coach, and she has several um, brand extensions that she uh, coaches through, whether it's Solutions for Life Institute, whether it's um, Peace Place, um, she's known as the Life Solutionist. That's one. That's just one. Um, clearly, she is a. Um, I call her a strategist and organizer. She pulls people together, and, and she works with everyone from family, community, individual uh, folks in higher education, corporation, um, and so she's this 360-degree model that really help people define their relationships and their purpose and their entire thought system. And that's what really excited me because that thought system breaks us to that science. And so Tracy understands the science. Uh, I'm going to end by saying her mission is self-discovery and purpose and helping people discover who they are, where they are, what they want, what their passion is. Isn't that exciting? And she helped clients consistently have these sustainable results. And that's those long-term results that allows themselves to transform with the times and issues. And so that's that piece, Tina and Tony, that I think so many of us have a problem with is that we can wake up and say, I'm okay for today because that's always promised to us. If we wake up, we know today is promised. But how do you build on that? So as things you approach on this journey are more sustainable and we know how to sort of self-heal, as Tina said. With that being said and done, I'm going to shut my mouth because I can talk a lot about Tracy Mack. And I'd like to say, Tracy Mack, welcome to Not Just Talk. Hello, Latanya. How are you? <laughs> Did I overdo it on your intro? But I get so excited. I mean, you have my head and my chest is on swole right now. You understand? Girl, <laughs> I'm ready to have my therapy <laughs> session with you. You don't know it for free. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's I get, get, get it. To let's the get fact it. that you're an author and all that stuff. Because we'll talk about that, and we're going to post that on the website. But I was like, it's therapy time, and I'm ready because I've had a rough week. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's go. I- I'm glad to be here, and uh, let me just say this disclaimer uh, first and foremost: I am not a mental health professional. I'm a life solutionist okay. and a self-discovery expert who is very passionate about mental health. And before I got on, I heard you all say, well, what's the difference between mental health and mental disorders? Mental health is just your physical physiological well-being. That's it. just how you're doing. So when you say mental health, you're not necessarily talking about mental illness because mental illness and mental disorders are uh, disorders that affect your mood, your thinking, your behavior. And then that's where you get the common types like clinical depression, anxiety disorder, bipolar disorder, uh, dementia schizophrenia, um, OCD, you know, other such. So mental health is caring for the body. We talk about self-care a lot. And a lot of people think self-care is manicures and pedicures, vacations and nights out. Yes, that, that's part of it. But self-care is also care of mind and spirit. And this is where mental health comes in. And I'm passionate about it because it affects everyone. One in five people, adults. In this country and even across the world, are diagnosed with some type of mental health disorder. Now, the key word is diagnosed. So, imagine how many right. go undiagnosed. So, I'm so very I have a question about it. Uh huh. Sure. I have a question. Um, it does it all connect? It's sort of like if I get a Charlie horse. Before I get a Charlie horse, I feel a discomfort, right? And then it mm-hmm. goes. If I mm-hmm. don't stretch, it goes to this extreme. Now I got a Charlie horse. No, I have to go get out of here. I'm I messed up. Does mental health, if, if, is that the first part before mental disorder? We don't go from um, non-mental health, uh, seeing that it's considered really almost an ordinary thing. But is there a connection? So we have to, we're in this, we get un, we, mental health, we're in that unhealthy stage. And then if we don't respond to any of the warning signs and we, we just mm-hmm. stay on that track, then it turns into um, bipolar or, or, or other disorders. Is that how it plays out? Well, it depends on the individual. Um, it really okay. depends on the individual because early intervention is key in, in anything when we're taking care of ourselves. Prevention is key. So uh, it was mentioned earlier, uh, meditation and those type of things. We have ways to prevent ourselves from uh, as Some people may call it going off the deep end. But some of these things are chemical imbalances. Some of them are due to traumas uh, and things that have happened. Uh, and I find, in my experience, uh, a lot of the stigma that surrounds mental health, especially in the African-American community, because we find the subject matter taboo. And it's not so much right. that, that, that mental health or the topic of mental health is taboo. It's sometimes the triggers that cause it, those things like abuse. Uh, those things we don't want to talk about, that uncle you mentioned right. that, that's put in the back room, those abuses that may have happened to people at a young age, and those things we don't want to talk about. So sometimes it's not that we don't want to talk about mental health. It's those things that triggered it. But you can have, without early intervention and without prevention mechanisms, you can have uh, things where one, one me- mental health situation or disorder spirals into another. Like you may have, someone may have, Uh, anxiety disorder, and if it's not dealt with or checked early, it can lead to depression. Um, But it depends on the individual. I mean, we're just as unique when it comes to our mental health as we are our fingerprints. So something that may be traumatic and may uh, uh, trigger a mental disorder in one person, another person may just need someone to talk to. And that's one reason why I had to... Here's a question for you because you answered a, a, a part of it, but I was just thinking I'm thinking. I'm sort of thinking. I'm like the listener thinking. And, and and for instance, I'll use myself. If I watch too much negative news, believe it or not, if people talk too abrasive for too long in my space, there are little triggers that I have that I can feel a downing. And I and I and I and, I, and some people may think it's rude, but I remove myself from the circumstances. You know, I'm not going to sit and watch news. Um, um, that is just constant with this bad news. Um, I, I have about a three to five minute mark before that negative experience that I'm witnessing starts to deplete me and I can feel it. It's almost like a warmth over my body and I feel this retraction and I go, okay, no, I have to remove myself and get into a, a quick positive space. It's why I don't like, um, I like for people to just sort of stay, go ahead and share what you want to share fine. But if it gets to that point where it's, you know, you know what I'm saying? Is, is that, are those some of the subtle triggers? Absolutely, is that simple because, in some cases? Absolutely, because I like to say, and I've coined a phrase, you cannot have a troubled mind and a whole soul. And you've got to know what triggers your mind to start feeling troubled. And when it comes to negativity, uh, you have to realize that you get more of what you pay attention to. So if you are watching the news and you have it in heavy rotation, then you're going to get more of that. If you don't uh, detox your, uh, your energy spaces, then you're going to get more of that. Because a lot of times when we see the negativity on news and it gives us great conversations to talk about and we complain about the government and what's going on here and there, it kind of gives us an adrenaline rush. But also sometimes we're so conditioned by chaos that peace seems boring. So oh, when we, my keep goodness, bleeding. say that again? No, no, you gotta say it again. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we are so, oh, so. Give me that one more time. Give it to go. That sometimes so, we can be so conditioned by chaos that peace seems boring. That's huge. So, so can that's you imagine huge. if if everything in, in in your world, if you put the positive energy out there, and because you 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 reap what you sow, you may not reap where you sow, but you will always reap what you sow. So if you put the positive energy out there and, (laughs) ma'am? No, I said, that's another one. That's another one. We don't, we say that one more time. I'm sorry, but you got to say that again because I know my mother's listening. She's going to say, say what? Oh, have us say it again. Say that one more time for us. You you may not reap where you sow, but you will always reap what you sow. Negative in, negative out, positive in, positive out. So you you get more of what you pay attention to. So when you talk about the news, and we have it, we'll put it on heavy rotation. I mean, even on our social media feeds, if someone says they started a business, if they're doing well, you might get some attention. But if someone says somebody passed away, and we know we want to rush to the aid of our friends who may be hurting. But you'll notice we have just this uncanny knack as human beings in our behavior to rush towards negativity. So we get more of what we pay attention to. You know, it's so interesting that you said that because when I sat down, I was talking to Tina and Tony about the show model. And I said, I wrote the show model because I was tired of hearing bad news. And the last thing I'm going to do is I will only mention bad news if we have a solution to transform it. So You mm-hmm. know, we can end it with a positive note. But I'd rather have 500,000 positive people listening to the show, collaborating, because they will share, right? Calibrated energy. Mm -hmm. They will continue to share and pass it along. Then a million people that love gossip, because Mm -hmm. I know what that does to calibrated energy. So if you're talking about increasing the capacity of a better world, of a better Mm -hmm. community, right? And a Mm -hmm. better family Mm -hmm. and a better relationship. Uh-huh. you know, um, then it's going to start there. You know, if they would show sure if you pay someone toll, someone else would pay a toll. That quick, it's a, it's literally in an instant how you respond. Just like if I, you know, after I watch something bad, if I watch something good, I got happy juice for the day. Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. So now, let's talk about this wonderful title. You have this thing called Check Up From The Neck Up. Check
4: yeah. Up From <laughs> The Neck Up.
1: That, that needs to go yeah. on a t-shirt. Thanks for on a T-shirt, girl. Um,
3: and Latanya, you know before we before we um, begin that conversation, can we just take a quick break and we'll come right back and address that?
1: We surely Please? can.
3: Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you.
4: This is
0: the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired.
4: Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every thursday at 12 noon eastern time and 9 a.m pacific on the voice america influencers channel do you believe that being fit is difficult do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym it doesn't tune into have it all with devin alexander Devon and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devon will fast track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Find out
2: what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's
4: up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America.
0: You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome, welcome. Tracy Mack
1: at the table, at the round table. And we're ready to deep dive into... Checkup from the neck up. So we're ready for that nice little break. Set this on fire for us, Tracy. Tell us what checkup from the neck up is. Well, because I am so passionate about mental health first aid, it affects my family. It's affected friends. I've even been affected uh, by it. And I didn't delve into the profession because I know where my gifts are, and I I stay within my realm of expertise. (laughs) So I uh, took a a national uh, training. Uh, to be an instructor for Mental Health First Aid, and and maybe I can mention a little more about that later. But in talking about it and not being a mental health professional, I do a lot of keynotes and speaking to groups, and I was trying to figure out a way to approach the conversation uh, a little more lightheartedly. So check up from the neck up. How are your thought systems? What's your mind style? Because even in business, there's not a successful business that functions well or that grows that doesn't have systems in place, functioning systems, and we and right. I think about the mind like gears, and even I wrote a book called Thought Systems, and even on the cover of the book, it's got a profile of a mind with gears and how our mind works, and there are 10 different systems of thought because, uh, as I said earlier, you can't have a troubled mind and a whole soul, so how is your mind doing? When is, when is the last time we checked in with it? Everybody may not need a mental health professional. Uh, and the, you know, may, everybody may not need therapy. I think, uh, even coaching can be therapeutic, and some people want to know the difference between the two. And I bring that out and check up from the neck up, and I'll share with the, your audience and, and with the round table. And hey, uh, uh, Tina and Tony. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, Hi. When, when, we, when we think about, uh, counseling and therapy, it's more like archaeology where we're digging. Uh, to find out what went wrong, who, what, when, where, and how. And uh, it can be a little heavy. So it's like archaeology. When we think about coaching and consulting, that's more like architecture, where we're building. Okay, that happened. And we may have to do a little excavation, but we don't have to dig uh, like the... um, Therapists and the counselors. And both can work together because I've worked well with counselors and therapists, uh, therapists with some of my clients. But in checkup from the NECA, we use the thought systems, and I, I bring out 10 different systems of thought because you have to take care of your whole self. Your mind is the tour guide for everything. How's your mind doing? You know, um, one of the things we bring out is worry. Something, a lot of the things we worry about never happen, and you said, LaTanya, about the energy, and sometimes we, we bring toxins into our own mind, and they wear a ball pattern in our head because we're just constantly thinking about something that usually never happens in a negative from a negative perspective. Um, another thing we bring out and um, uh, check up from the neck up is you are not your thoughts. I read a book years ago called uh, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, and something he brings out in the book is that you're not your thoughts. One of my favorites. (laughs) Yes, you're not your thoughts, but you're the one who sees them. And if I could take a moment just to give the audience an example of of what that is. If I were to ask you to think about a red elephant, a red elephant inside a white picket fence, can you imagine that? Just for a moment, imagine a red elephant inside a white picket fence. Now, here's the thing. You are not elephant. the elephant. You can see it. Some elephants have different right. shades of red. Some people have different type of fence. Maybe it, the area is different. Everybody's going to see it different, proving you are not the thought. You're the one who sees it. So right. when we think about your checkup from the neck up, you've got to check in to see how you're doing. Sometimes it may require therapy, sometimes counseling, sometimes it's just a conversation with a friend. You know, um, sometimes it is a coach or a consultant. But you have to know we have so many. We get coaches for Little League. We get coaches for sports. We get coaches for speaking. But when do we get coaches right. for our lives? Oh, I you know, I, well, I totally get I I totally get it because I know I would be a basket case without it. You know, I grew up, my mm-hmm. mother grew up in the South where people worried all the time. And they had to. It was a very dangerous place when my mother was growing up. Uh, with racism in the 30s and 40s and 50s and things like that. And so people of color lived worrying. They were worried that the Mm -hmm. Klan or people were going to come and set their house on fire or they were going to get hurt. They had to get home quickly. And my mother passed Mm -hmm. that worrying on to us. My dad was just an amazing, healthy brain person. And he started to really just sort of transform us as a family. He said, no, no, mm-hmm. nope, we're not going to worry. And then as an adult, when I got about 23 on my own, I decided, a I worrying came back, and I went and got a coach and therapist. So I, that piece I really, really get. But I, I have a question about coaching, but can you shoot down some of those 10 things? Because I think some of this stuff, as you said, it seems so normal to us that we don't realize that that's not really healthy, and it's linking. It links to something else. Like, I can look at people and know why they're not making money in a blink because that's my expertise. That's what I do. That's what I was put Uh here to do, right? Business, Uh frameworks, models. I'm a beast. But on the flip side, Uh um, some of this other stuff, um, people don't even, they don't even know who they are to know. It's just, and it becomes their normal, Uh right? And and I know I'm asking you two questions at one time, but at the flip side, that was, I guess, you answer whichever one you want to answer first. Um, What do you do when it's a person's normal, and at the same token, what are some of those ten things? Well, and I love the fact that you said, um, people don't know who they are, because that is the core and the heartbeat of my message. Discovering your purpose, mission, and passion. That's what self-discovery is all about. And I had to kind of change the definition uh, to progress in my own life, which is why my first book, The Book of Purpose, The New Testament, um, it's the the, the heartbeat of of what I do because I I define purpose as purpose is who you are here to be versus your mission is what you're here to do. And then your passion is how well and the level of expertise you do it. And then compassion, Uh, how does it serve? Who does it serve in the world? Does it have a positive impact and remain relevant? And how can you uh, allow it to, to, to give you the opportunity to be healthy and wealthy. So purpose, mission, and passion are very different. And then when we look at it in comparison to to thought, um, if you don't know who you are or why you are here, you become dysfunctional for everybody else. And I I kind Mm -hmm. of allude to uh, the biblical biblical example of Jonah and the whale. He was in the wrong place, messing it up for everybody else. So sometimes we're out of purpose (laughs) and mission, and we jacking stuff up for everybody else,
4: blaming them because we're in the wrong
1: place. You know, right? You, people CEO of a company and they really want to be an artist. So they, you know, they come, come to work because we also do workplace conflict resolution. And a lot of that, some of that is mental health related, but some of that you just ain't doing what you love. Now, we don't have the luxury. Everybody doesn't have the luxury to have the dream job, but you can, right. ha- you can still do what you love. But as it pertains to the systems of thought, um, when I work with clients and universities and and different companies, there were just several consistent things that would come up, no matter who it was. So, one of the uh, systems is family and upbringing. What is that system like for you? Um, And in the book, I had it's ten questions under each system that you can work through on your own with a group. Uh, We work through them with trainings, but one is family and upbringing. Another is race and culture. Uh, Another one is religious expression. Then, of course, you know, money is one of them, (laughs) and then relationships and friendship, and academia, Um, entertainment, and fashion. That may seem trivial, but how how do you think? What do you think about entertainment and, and and fashion? Is it something that affects? your day-to-day, how we choose our clothes, how we, what we think about the entertainment world, um, what, what we wear, um, do we wear this because we, we, we uh, want to be exhibitionists or do we wear this because our religious beliefs say we shouldn't wear this, that, and the other. Well, you'd be surprised on what uh, how a thought system affects every area of a person's life. And to be able to to have those 10 questions. So you've got 10 thought systems, and then we've got 10 questions under each system. So you come out with a, with 100 different, literally 100 different uh, questions where you get to ask yourself, what do I really think about that? Because we get in the hustle and the bustle of life, and we don't slow down enough to check in, and that's why we call it check up from the neck up, to check in with yourself. Because in the thought system, sometimes we realize that we've just been a thought bully. To ourselves. We bully, oh, we say the oh, worst things to I ourselves than other people could ever say. And so when Tracy, you, you know, answer those, and that's in your book, when you answer those hundred questions, at the end, it should have helped with the discovery process, right? Is that, is that the way it plays out? Absolutely. Now, my book, The Book of Purpose, uh... That really deals with the self-discovery and thought system is to piggyback on that because thought system was really written for those progressive professionals to help them nurture that wisdom. Because we're in workplaces now where you've got a combination of Generation X, Y, Z, everybody's working together oh, girl, and yeah. being, <laughs> being able to uh, get, just get along uh, in a workspace. Uh, is so thought systems gives them that daily. Once you come through the hundred questions, also give almost a daily uh, wisdom tool of how to navigate uh, in uh, the professional space. So um, that, that, that's right. Which book should we start with? I want the listeners to know. So which book should they get first, and then second? That's one and two. The book of purpose is the first book. It's number one. That, that's okay. the foundation for everything. Because I'm wearing to mine today. purpose, mission, and passion. Please do. And they're I think available I, at Amazon.com. I, I, I have a couple of your books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the second mm-hmm. book is? Thought Systems. This, and then Thought Systems. Mm-hmm. And they're I mean, both available way, just, at Amazon and, and anywhere that their books are sold. We've got um, okay, that's international that's Amazon, distribution. Okay. Amazon.com. Uh, what we mm-hmm. see today, I'm telling you, people are constantly, and this literally, without exaggeration, Um, I I on a day-to-day basis because I'm I'm very connected to people. It's it's almost like everybody's making life so complicated. And Mm -hmm. I push it back, right? So you go to the grocery store and the girl don't want to look up the number. Wait a minute. That's your job. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What's your problem? You know what I mean? You call someone, Mm -hmm. we have commitments, they don't do it. What's the problem? I mean, it's just never-ending. You go to the car wash and they don't put the i because I'm mad at my job. And so I'm going to take, mm-hmm. so we're living in this nightmare. I mean, I, I have to tell you, it's why I moved to Alabama um, just this past weekend. Um, I am trying to push away so I can have my own peaceful space for healing and for really getting things done. What is the state we're living in right now? And I know people are saying it's because we have a president we don't like. And I say you are accountable for yourself no matter what. You can use it Mm -hmm. as an excuse, but that doesn't cut Mm -hmm. it with me. So what do you see? And then, of course, what are one or two things we can do to check ourselves or to start the process? Um, One of the things um, that I see is that not only we mentioned earlier about um, the negativity that we see on the news. It's repeated on social media. Um one of the things we we are inundated with information. I mean we are on information overload. Yet right. we're on impl we're on implementation starvation. We get all this yeah. stuff but we don't but implement wait anything. you gotta say that again. No, that's too big <laughs> <laughs> Latanya, you're gonna have to start taking
2: notes. care. Keep repeating all of this stuff. You.
1: What did she say? Latanya's gonna have to start taking because you know notes. what? Repetition is the mother of skill. One more time for that one. That's just three on the on the, on my board. I'm taking account count. Say that one more well, time. I mean, We're on information because we ha- we have access to information, news, social media, books, right, right. magazines. Oh, absolutely. No, and we you can't even it. open mm-hmm. your. I guarantee you, wherever you are sitting now, unless anyone listening and listening on is worldwide, is in a dark room, you cannot open your eyes without seeing something informational. Everything right. has a label on it. So we're on information overload, but yet we have implementation starvation. Tracy,
2: this is we, Tony. I, I am starting to hear a lot of people talk about anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly what, what that is. You know, and... and why, why, are we, why are people feeling uh, so much anxiety? Do you think it, it has a lot to do with our environment, the people that are around us, social media? and w- What exactly, can you describe what that feels like Well, it when somebody says I have anxiety? Triggers,
1: yeah, it depends on what triggers the anxiety. And like I said earlier, um, I'll speak from my own experience because, again, I'm not a mental health professional. But it depends on, because one thing that triggers anxiety in some people, other people can be cool with. And so mental anxiety, you're looking at it from, is a mental health disorder that feelings of worry or anxiety and fear are so strong that they can interfere with one's daily activities. So that's kind of the textbook um, of the anxiety. But people can have episodes of anxiety. I experienced my first one um, on 9-11. And I had my last one, um, the last one I had was in 2005 when we were living in Okinawa, Japan. But I did not have anxiety disorder. Now, because I did have uh, the 9-11 situation that triggered me into anxiety, um, and I'll just have to say this right here, I was told by church people don't go get any help. But I almost lost my mind that day because of the situation. Uh, Just briefly, I was... uh, I'd left my home to go, go to work and take my daughter to daycare. She was six months old. I had a, pam- uh, a half a bottle of milk and one pamper in the bag because we were leaving home, and daycare had everything else she needed. And when I got to work, um, they told us to turn around and go back because someone had uh, ran, uh, flown a plane into one of the, uh, the World Trade. And so I went, came back home, but we were living on the base in North Carolina, in Cherry Point, North Carolina, And they wouldn't let us in. And they put barricades on the left and right side of the car. And so I couldn't go forward, couldn't go left or right or backwards. It was hot. I had three-quarters tank of gas that was running out because my daughter and I sat in the car for over five hours. I didn't have milk for her. I didn't have a pamper for her. Thank God somebody, several cars back, ended up coming to my rescue. But they brought, the um, MPs brought dogs into the car to search because they didn't know what they were searching for. It was all new to everybody. And between their guns aimed at me, me and my daughter, she was crying. I was, you know, I had a moment where I just panicked. My heart started beating fast. I started sweating from places I'd never sweat before. I got cold. I felt a tightness in my chest, and I thought I was having a heart attack. And I ended up calming down, but that was just an episode. So that didn't bring me into what's called the disorder. Some people, there are triggers. They may go to a a place or smell or, um, see something that triggers it. It doesn't mean they have the disorder. So the disorders people who um, worry and fear grip them so strong that it interferes with their daily activity. So when somebody says I, I, I have anxiety, we don't know the scope, you know, of, by which they're, you know, the, communicating that. No, mm-hmm. I was just going to say, and that's even, see, they, the audience didn't know that your husband is in the lifetime U.S. military. And so that, for the 9-11, for someone in the military was even, you know, 10 times, quite, you know, over, you know, uh, an emotional hit. Um, oh, yeah, for, even for, after that. For we us. Were, the, we were, yeah. Yeah, after that, we got stationed in Okinawa, Japan, and he got sent to Iraq. So my daughter and I, when we were there, she and I, she, was, she had turned one by then, and he was gone. I was working. But, we, you know, and it was just a lot. So... But but somebody else may have handled that. But I will tell you what impeded me from getting help was religion. The religious community actually did did not promote or support me getting help outside of the church. Yeah, and I right that. you're a very birth. religious, and you're a very religious and spiritual person. I've watched your videos. I know your space in that space. But we do have to know. I've heard people say, you know, all you need is. You know, go get God. And, oh no ma'am. And things like that. And, <laughs> and and I'm not saying yay or nay to any of it. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that Well I will. I will. Okay. Because sometimes the okay. scripture doesn't do and altar call doesn't work all the time. Sometimes you need help. You need support and all you can't even if even if we believe in scriptures, you can't properly process a scripture or an affirmation if your mind is troubled with a mental health issue I, or disorder. I totally agree. I totally agree with it. that. That I I totally agree with that because I grew up in a very, um, very very uh, spiritual, religious. My mother and, and my whole associate group and so on, etc. But for me, it was just it was a, a, a woman that became my mentor, Jackie Hamlin, and um, she said, "Have you ever talked to someone?" And I thought, "What is she talking about?" And and it changed my life and continues to change my life. Because you can uh-huh. get easily disappointed with society. And I had to learn that part of it wasn't my business. The, my uh-huh. business was to be the best I can be and be the, uh, the most honest and do my part. The rest will fall in order. And that healed uh-huh. me from so many different things. Um, so- that Once I got it, though, I had, to, I had to keep going back until it became my repetition. You know what I mean? really So clear, how, how do, you do we get what? our
2: loved ones uh, who may be resistant or ha- don't see anything going on in themselves, but we see it, how do we get them to move towards getting help or talking to a professional uh, about what may be going on inside of them?
1: you got to be open. You have to be open uh, with with them um, I am not. I'm not the type of person that just talks about something that doesn't have a solution. And one of the solutions is mental health first aid training, that gives us the tools to talk to our loved ones. Uh, mental health first aid training is a research-based training. Based training that started in Australia um, uh, back in 2001, and it came. They brought it over to the United States, uh, and there are thousands of uh, mental health first aid trainers. I am one who go around nationally conducting mental health first aid certifications. And, uh, and mental health first aid, just like CPR is for the physical body, mental health is for the mind. It allows us to be first responders, to be able to have the conversation with that loved one or the coworker or the child uh, who may be experiencing a mental health crisis. Uh, some of the topics we cover in mental health first aid training is a lot about depression, mood disorders, anxiety, what is trauma, psychosis. But it allows us to give the person, and the first aider, the mental first aider, an action plan to help the person. So that family member, right. you can't go to them with, you know, speaking derogatory or down. But a mental first aid has a, a, a process and an action plan to allow you to assess the risk for self-harm or suicide, to listen non-judgmentally. Um, give reassurance and the correct information. Uh, encourage a person to get the right professional help, and then we give you the resources of what those um, resources are. And then encourages self-help and other support strategies. So sometimes, and we may not be the person, you know, whether it be talking to someone right. about mental health or talking to, it may take another friend or a person. I know that in coaching, I'll tell you, I got connected through mental health first aid because I had a consultation one day with a gentleman who um, we were talking, he talked about how stressed out he was. And when he said, I'm so stressed out, I feel like I want to kill myself, I panicked because I knew I was outside of my area of expertise. And this was about six six years ago. Because I'm not a mental health professional, nor am I a counselor or a therapist. And so you can't consult an individual in crisis. And I didn't want a suicide attempt on my hands. So the only thing I could do at that time was frantically Google anything. And I got nervous because I didn't know anyone. Now, since then, I have definitely expanded my uh, uh, Rolodex uh, for the old school people, but my network to include mental health professionals. But mental health first aid is a wonderful way to be able to talk to, especially uh, relative that may, may be resistant, because we don't know what caused it. If it's not hereditary, they may not want to talk about the pain that triggered the possible mental health illness or disorder. I have have to to say, that's such a a good, uh, I have a tissue in my hand now because that's such a huge question and a good answer. Even though we know you're not in therapy, it's just such a perfect answer. I I had a friend that committed suicide on my watch three years ago. I'm still not over it. But I have to tell Mm -hmm. you, if only I knew that there was a mental health certification because I got on the phone and called everyone in the family. Everyone mm-hmm. and it's oh nothing wrong with her. She just needs a job. Don't you know that girl graduated from an Ivy League? She just wants attention, and she mm. cut her wrist. Eve, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm Christmas. still not over it. Um, and 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 I think about as t- Tony the question she said, it is so hard to get the family on board. Clearly, that kind of those kind of classes are needed everywhere because. I, just, I always say to myself, my goodness, she should, she should really still be alive. But I had mm-hmm. eight or nine relatives, educated people, that said, Tanya, no, there's no way. You don't know her. She's just re- she just requires attention. And mm-hmm. um, is there a place, is that, is that place now a national place in the United States? Or is it, do, do you know, you know, we just, what, Google them and find out? Yeah. Well, mentalfirstaid.org is the website. And we we are uh, we have trainers all over the country. Um, I'm gonna put that, that on the website. Train, mentalhealthfirstaid.org, and we do an eight hour it's an eight hour one day training that gives you the tools to not only um, help someone who's having a mental health crisis, but it allows you to support them without being attached or getting attached because you don't want codependency. And then you don't want to operate outside of your area of expertise because sometimes right. the worst people to help us is family because we, we, we get right. swallowed up uh, into their needs because we love them. So um, Mental Health First day is an eight-hour, one-day training. And consider considering how powerful and necessary it is, um, it's very low cost. Uh, I think uh, the trainings range anywhere from like $25 to 170 and that will depend on the Oh, I'm in. I'm totally in. And all that kind of stuff. Now, we do them, and I have three scheduled this month, but they're already booked because we do them for companies. I don't think we have one that's going to be open to the public until December, but we work with companies. So if anybody would like me to be uh, the instructor and you have a company, uh, an organization, um, or even uh, if you – we do require at least uh, no more than 30 at a time because it is an intense – training that gets great results. And the activities and the things we do in the training, we can't have groups that are too large. So if you have at least a, a group of, of 10 to, to 30, you know, we can 30. come to your group mm-hmm. and conduct that training. But Tracy, uh, like, that well, is... I'd spon- like I just to sponsor to say... one and make sure for 2019, and we'll talk about it. Because uh, I know our show sure. is winding down, we're almost—they're going to kick we us off air uh, in just a couple minutes. Yeah,
3: we're just about uh, down to our last minute, so I'm really hoping Tracy, if okay, so you'll just—you know give us Tracy, such we, a wealth we of have information? To
1: in is there anything else you want to leave
3: with us before we sign off?
1: Sure, if, yeah, but I want to like make sure to, we're going to put that up on the website. Sure, if you'd like your company, church, organization, or business to have me in, invite me in to do a mental health first aid training, email me directly at Tracy Mack. TracyMack at LifeCoachTracyMack.com. Email me directly. And you're, and, and you're going to really... be on the website also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my website is SolutionsForLife.com. But if you want to mentor, especially before the end of the year, with, because suicide rates go up around holiday time. And if you want yeah. to get the tools to maybe save a life, because employees, Fortune 500 companies and universities, they're all on this bandwagon. I'm re- reaching out to mainly small and women-owned businesses, churches, and organizations in the African-American community because we tend to receive from people who look like us. So if you have right. an organization that, w- that would uh, benefit from this training, just contact me, Tracy Mack, at LifeCoachTracyMack.com directly, and we will try to get your organization in uh, to do a training for you.
3: Ladies, we are at the end of our broadcast. We have to thank you so much. I don't know about the rest of you, but my mind is in a great place right now. Yeah. It's
4: a lot like all of us, information. the whole planet. Absolutely. That we share. And we so
3: appreciate you, Tracy. Everyone, you've heard the information. It'll be on the website. And we just want to say thank you so much for all that your value that you brought to our show today.
1: Well, you're welcome. And thank you for having me. I thank you all a brilliant and much love and peace to you.
0: Thank you, Tracy. Same (laughs) to you. Ciao. Thank you for tuning in to Not Just Talk Radio. You'll want to check out the next edition of the show next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.